0: Today's episode of One Shining Pod is brought to you by us again Tate, 2 weeks in a row. Uh the One Shining Podcast world tour is happening Tate. It's it's happening.
1: Yeah, people have seen this. It's out there. It's to the world. People are buying tickets at this point. People are reaching out to us asking if they can get tickets from us. It's real. It's a real thing. Yeah. We we're we are very excited. I had excited. nothing else to say. Very humbled.
0: The reason I just kept saying it's happening over and over is because I don't believe it. It's like I <laughs> I just have to keep saying it to remind yes. myself because um, it's shocking that it's happening, but it is happening. Uh, if if you have no idea what we're talking about and you're 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 one of those guys, you're if you're a Greg Oden type, you just listen to the podcast when you can. You mm-hmm. just kind of pop in here and there. You miss the last episode, you uh you miss the social media happenings, whatever. Uh, Tate and I and Kyle, Kyle, are you coming on the tour?
1: Yes, Kyle, I am. TBD. Kyle's coming Kyle on the tour, tour, I guess. He is coming on the tour. We don't know how <laughs> long how long he can stay on the tour. I think that's more the concern. Kyle it has nothing to do with anything other than he's
0: going to have to drive the rental car back to Los Angeles.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's all about it's all about stamina. Yeah, <laughs> drop it off at the Hertz.
0: Yeah, and Tate and I get to fly. We get to fly from L.A. to the Midwest, and Kyle just has to drive and drive the rental. Great, you know we could save thirty dollars if we rent from L.A. and drive it to the Midwest versus renting a car in the Kyle, Midwest. Kyle, you can so sleep Kyle, in a car, we right? Just have to drive yeah. It
1: Cal's, Cal's done worse. He's left in a car before. He's fine.
0: <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we're going, we're going on a world tour of the Midwest. Uh, we are going to be in Columbus, Ohio at the Funny Bone on Friday, November 2nd. We are going to be at Headliners Music Hall in Louisville, Kentucky on Saturday, November 3rd. We are going to be at the Bluebird in Bloomington, Indiana on Sunday, November 4th. And we will be at Zany's Comedy Club in Chicago, Illinois. On Wednesday, November seventh. Um. So a f- a few questions that I that we keep getting thrown at us. Tate, I or maybe you don't. I'm certainly seeing these questions a lot. Number one is like, why not my city? Is mm. what everyone's saying. Mm. Like, hey, dude, uh, why not Terre Haute? Larry Bird played college basketball here. What the hell, dude? Why would you not stop at Terre Haute for me? Um,
1: for the record, I did say we, we should go there. So I, I, I also agree. I agree.
0: <laughs> I actually I can't come up with a good reason why
1: we're not going to Terre. <laughs> yeah, Hote. why are we not uh, going?
0: First of all, we had very little to do with the planning of this tour. Uh, the, the brass at the ringer.com came to us and said, would you guys like to go on tour to kick off the college basketball season? We said, yes. yes. They said, where should you go? We said, well, the Champions Classic is going on in Indy uh, the first week of the season. like It kicks off the college basketball season. We want to end up in Indy at some point. Um, and then they were like, "Cool, we'll take care of it." And then when they came back to us, like this was basically what had had been presented to us. And I don't say that to like throw the blame on them. I just say it to say like it's their fault.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Yes, the Patino. <laughs> we take full responsibility, but you know, not it's not really on um, us.
0: No, no. In, in, uh, in all seriousness, the answer is uh, it's because um, we've th- this is a trial run. Uh, we plan on doing this more often. We we we. May or may not have sort of plans in the works for doing another tour in March. Um, maybe another one in the middle of the season as well. I don't know. We're, we're kind of throwing stuff around and seeing what works. Uh, so it is imperative if you like our show, if, if you like us at all, even if you don't, um, please come. Please please come hang out with us because if this is a colossal failure, then we are never doing this again, Tate. So uh, that's pretty much yes. it. It was like this was the test run. This made the most sense to us given that um, I am from – Columbus, Ohio, the beautiful East Coast city of Columbus, Ohio, that is not celebrating Columbus Day today. Tate, no, um, I, I it just made the most sense. So I, we're, we're sorry we're not coming to your place. Number two, uh, we had nothing to do with the ticket prices as well. So if 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 you want to complain about that again, don't direct it at us. We are just basically showing up and doing a podcast. And that brings me to number three, Tate, which is um, people are asking, like, is this going to be the same show four times? What what do we have in store? Are we just going to listen to you guys make the same? Uh, Rick Pitino jokes that you make on every show and talk about how much you hate Duke, but you secretly love them. Is this is this all we're going to get? Yes, probably, most likely, possibly. Answer, who knows? We haven't even. We don't even likely, know.
1: We don't even know at this point. We, it's all we're going to make it work. There's so many ways that it could go. We do know that we're going to have we other people possibly there. Possibly, who knows?
0: No, not even possibly. We we have <laughs> commitments from guests. Uh, verbal. We we, we have some soft, guests that you guys have heard. Soft,
1: of? soft verbal yeah. commitments, the best kind.
0: Yeah, we have we have verbal commitments uh, from people that you've heard of that um, are are relevant to the college basketball mm. world and are also locals at the places where we are going. Yes, if that makes sense. Mm. So use your imagination there. Um, we're trying to make it a fun show. Uh, I'm trying. My goal. Listen, I I'm trying to make this something that I would want to go to. This is something I do. I, I if if I can be serious for a second, take I take pride in in the work that we do. And and there are times when we when we tape a podcast. And I get done with the podcast, and I tell you, I say I wouldn't listen to that bullshit. And uh, it really, it really just ruins my week whenever we do a podcast like that. Yes. So, um, with that in mind, I'm we we are very committed to making a show that like is worth your time, is worth your money, is worth your effort because we appreciate you guys. And uh, I, you know, I'm I'm not going to promise that it's going to be the coolest thing in the world, but I promise that I will. Um, we are not just going to mail it in. So that's that's pretty much it. Is there anything else we should address with that, tape?
1: I will say this. We are all at comedy clubs, and if you do not laugh with us, I promise I will make you laugh at us in some <laughs> capacity. That's, it, that's one that's one thing I can uh, promise.
0: By the way, we should have – I just thought about this. Uh, one thing we should – tickets are available, by the way. If you want tickets, go to At uh, One Shining Pod. Um, it's pinned at the top of our Twitter account. Again, you don't need a Twitter account to, to look at Twitter. So even if you don't have one, just go, go to there. Go to the At One Shining Pod Twitter account uh and and you can buy tickets to each of the, the thing the the places. Uh I thought about this tape. We should put out a graphic. We should have listed more places so we could put like the sold out stamp on them and made them just like we should have made this look like a real world tour and like every international stop should have been stamped with like sold out. <laughs> like we should have had like an Istanbul mm-hmm. stop mm-hmm. and just said bam sold out. So like no God forbid there's, like, one guy in Istanbul that listens to this podcast that uh, he would try to get tickets, but we'd be like, sorry, man, we're sold out. We've been sold out for weeks. But then it, like, kind of makes us look like we're better than what we are. You know what I mean?
1: What is Luka Doncic's hometown? That's where we should have had it, definitely. <laughs> we sold <should>. out. <laughs> we should sold out in Serbia.
0: What do you, do rookie of the year? You and I should do a podcast <laughs> there and just just talk about how uh, – just. Remind people how he won league MVP at 19 years old. Um, Let's start the show. How about that? We've been talking for like 10 minutes. Um, We are going to start the show. We are going to talk about all the new developments in the trial. We are going to talk about the Zion Williamson picture that is breaking my brain. Uh, We are going to talk about Kentucky's Pro Day. I have some numbers I want to throw at Tate. Uh, There's a a handful of stuff. This is our last show. This is our last off-season show, Tate. We officially shift to preseason next week. This Mm. is it. This is the last off-season show. We plan on making it a good one. We hope you enjoy it all. But first... Pearl Jam. the, Technical foul. the Technical
1: foul. Technical foul.
0: All right, it is Monday. It is Monday evening, Columbus Day, here in the beautiful East Coast City, as I said before, Columbus, Ohio. Uh, and the reason I, I wanted to timestamp this, we are, we are taping this on Monday evening. And the reason I bring that up is because I think we're posting this Tuesday morning first thing for, for people. And there are probably going to be people that listen to this Tate uh, Tuesday evening, Tuesday afternoon, maybe dare I say Wednesday? Mm. Maybe I don't know. Maybe some people, I don't know. It, this is just, I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe some people don't listen to our podcast the second it gets posted. Couldn't be me. I I, I don't know what they're thinking, but maybe there are people out there that are like that. Uh, and I, I think it's important to timestamp. Uh, Because we just before we started recording this, there was a bombshell development of breaking news that is going to probably (laughs) probably be fleshed out on Tuesday. And this is the news, Tate. It comes from one Dick Vitale. Yes. A source involved in the at FBI hoops (laughs) investigation told me there could be some testimony tomorrow Mm. that can create a big nightmare for some coaches and schools slash stay tuned, exclamation point, at ESPN. (laughs) That's it.
1: (laughs) Do Do you think that's how he communicates with ESPN? That's how he he lets people know what he's up to? Just at ESPN, they're like, all right, Dick's doing okay. He's keeping up with things. Who is his source? It's
0: Rick Pitino. It has to be. (laughs) Because while we're on Twitter... While why, why we're talking about tweets from old people, uh, can I can I draw your attention to the fact that Rick mm. between Rick Patino? I almost said Petrito <laughs> yeah, yeah, the brand is strong. Yes. The brand is already strong with Rick Patino's Twitter. Uh, Patino, who we said what two weeks ago, we were done talking about him for a while, but I'll be goddamned if he can't. He just doesn't find a way to to make me want to talk about him. I can't quit him as much as I try. Uh, he tweet so he starts his Twitter account Tate. He's tweeting basically every single day. And by the way, uh, as another aside, um, if you go look at Rick Pitino's Twitter account, I just I just noticed this today. He he for a while he had a stretch there where he was tweeting pictures of himself at like at different his practices. practices. Yes, there, yes, yeah. Everywhere. There was one of him at the Garden uh, saying like, "Man, some old Big East battles," because he loves the old Big East. We love the old Big East. Love it, Rick. Good job. Um, he's tweeting all these pictures of places that he's visiting. And as I was looking at his Twitter account today, I realized that he's wearing the exact same thing in all of these pictures. <laughs> <laughs> he's, wearing the, he's wearing the exact same Nike jumpsuit with Adidas shoes, and these pictures were posted on three consecutive days. So for three straight days, Rick Pitino wore the exact same clothes. Anyway, that's the aside. Well, his, um, hair,
1: his hair was looking so good he didn't want to shower. I don't blame him. Pitino yeah. is, the brand yeah. is strong at this point. He's been everywhere. He was at a Us, Miami Dolphins game. Bearcats Cincinnati Bearcats practice Jim Beheim with the, you know the Syracuse Orange. For people that don't know, he's been everywhere. Rick so, Pitino has been everywhere. Anyway, now he gone. he's as gone. As you away. said,
0: he's been everywhere. He uh, is tweeting. He was tweeting every single day, and then, and then, on October third, Rick Bettino tweeted the following: "I have never met or spoken to Merle Code in my life. Thought that name was a <laughs> Nike name until the story broke." And he's speaking. Of Merle Code, the Adidas guy who gave his testimony, uh, to or, or testified to uh, uh, in this trial, along with Christian Dawkins, like all this thing comes up, and Rick Pitino's name gets invoked in in the, the the testimony, right? Yes. So he tweets that, and now Rick Pitino has not tweeted since Tate. And this was the man who tweeted like basically every single day since he started his Twitter guy. He's not tweeted in five days. So that's a that's a roundabout way of saying he's he's on
1: the, he's I, on the I, lamb I, at this point. Going on here. Yeah. yeah, he's out, he's yeah. Out, he's out, he's out of, getting out of dodge. Uh, he's using Dick Vitale again as his mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this is the perfect diversion, right? So if you get D- Dicky V to go out there and say there's some other big scandal coming out, no one's going to talk about uh, all this stuff with code and bring up the Rick Pitino stuff because as we saw, it, Brian Bowen Senior's dad was the one that was the big you know testimony last week, and basically the big revelation was. He had all these numbers that Dawkins had promised him from all these other schools, but you, you can't really validate those claims because those were all just word of mouth from Christian Dawkins. But the only thing that they could validate was the $100,000 that they got from Rick Pitino in Louisville. Right. <laughs> So that's the only one that they could, they could they really could nail down. Every everything else is like circumstantial, and you know it's kind of you know run of the mill. Not really sure if it's true, but Louisville and the hundred thousand dollars was the only thing that they could really put a pin on. Uh, and so, it, obviously, that's a big deal. And now uh, Rick Pitino is, like we said, trying to get out, trying to get ahead of the story, or it, get away from the story, or run away. I don't know. I'm sure he has the same sweatshirt. Yeah, here's on. the. Maybe he has a sweatsuit on just Here so he can the, start running at all times. You know what I mean? He's always ready to run.
0: <laughs> Here was the uh, what what if he he, he just like post he just pins he deletes all of his tweets. He posts um just like one tweet that's like I plead the I, fifth. I am shocked to hear this news. He pins it at the top of his profile and never tweets again. I <laughs> am shocked. <laughs> um so the quotes the quotes were this. It it was uh uh Merle Code said this: If you ask Rick Pitino if he knows what happened with with Brian Bowen, he'd say he doesn't know. He probably doesn't. So, not really sure that's that's that big of a deal. Uh, Christian Dawkins said he does know some. He doesn't know everything. Dot dot dot. Plausible deniability. And then uh, Manish Manish sued sued. Yeah, sued. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, I think sued. Uh, yeah. During during his thing, he Who said, cares? "I believe Patino knew something, but not everything." So those are the three guys, and 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 again, this just comes back to the 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 thesis of like all of all of the the discussion surrounding all of this shit is that. These guys that are have been implicated are idiots. They're morons. <laughs> These yes. quotes tell us nothing. It's like, yes. "Hey, hey guys, can you name some names and tell us what you know?" And they're like, "Yeah, he knew something, but I don't think he knew everything." And I honestly, I don't even know if he knew anything, can, but can he knew you, something. It's like
1: American vandal. Yeah, can you can you imagine the irony of like basically using plausible deniability to say someone else was using plausible deniability. You know what I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's, great. it's a it's a hat on a hat we can't have that that's <laughs> that's that doesn't work that does not stand up in court hat
0: on a hat dude uh I, I i love i love that Dickie v is the one tweeting about this too that he's breaking it but he also he also throws in the qualifiers like there could be some testimony tomorrow that can create some big nightmare for coaches schools i don't know we we don't really know there could be i don't know and actually actually i should I should follow that update I actually was hearing some stuff I was making some calls today um because I saw this tweet and I was like Dang, that's shocking! What is what is a uh, Dicky V talking about? So I called some people I know that are you know just sources. We'll call them sources, right? They told me that there may or may not be a Hall of Fame coach going down tomorrow, is what I was told. So wow, um, yeah, may or may not. One of those two, but uh, <laughs> yeah. That's Duality. what they told Both me. Sides. So that's something to keep your.
1: <laughs> Something to keep an eye Sheeper on. Keep your eyes peeled for that one. Well, I mean, is it is it already a Hall of Famer or is it, you know, the, the classic Jay Wright qualifier, a future Hall of Famer?
0: No, well, the, what they said was it, it may or may not be someone who may or may not make the Hall of Fame someday.
1: Wow. And may or may not go so, to college. Yeah, so so yeah. everybody, everybody, you know, is, everybody it be, it everybody. everybody <laughs> We are all worried tomorrow to see who it is. Uh I mean it could be you for all we know. Coach Titus goes uh, down. Christian Dawkins pins him. <laughs> oh man. Dude, uh, would not
0: that be funny? Hold on, would that be would that be the greatest thing to happen to this podcast if during those 2 months that I was like fucking around pretending to be the Chicago State head coach if I uh uh I don't know like as as some sort of bit I called a recruit and offered them money and the FBI wiretapped it <laughs>
1: Yes. And I got roped into this somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're your name number seventy-five. What my
0: uh one of my buddies told me when I was faking the Chicago State thing that I should have tweeted at so th- the handful of assistant coaches that I played for at Ohio State that are now head coaches, um, Archie Miller being one of them, uh, Jeff Bowles at Stony Brook being another, he told me I should I should tweet at every single one of their recruits and try to poach them, like publicly <laughs> just try to poach them. <laughs> And I really thought it was a good idea, but now I'm I'm glad I didn't because I wonder if that was even possible that I could be roped into this. Um, well, I don't want anyway. You to go since to,
1: we last talked, Tate, yeah, I didn't want you to go to jail, you know. So that that's yeah, probably good bad. news. That would be really tough. Since can we, I? Just, can since I say we last talk? Yeah,
0: go ahead. Say no, something.
1: no. I just <laughs> yeah. Let me. Can I talk? <laughs> fuck. Uh, I just want to say all the stuff that you were talking about was like the main news of this, and it's right. It's not really the main news. It's 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 like the. We just regurgitate the same things over and over again. It's like Christian Dawkins' dad says that he got offered all this money to, you know, go to an Adidas school, and then he got offered to go to a Nike school, mm-hmm. and got it. It's the same story over and over again. The story, to me, based on the testimony, is one sentence from a man who was joking, who happens to be the man that's at the center of all this that Rick Pitino has no idea. He thought he worked at Nike. You know, no big deal. Code said, when talking about uh, the black market of basketball players and how deals fall through all the time, he said, "I'm surprised there aren't more murders." It's a corrupt space. (laughs) What? That's what the man said. I'm surprised there aren't more murders. It's a corrupt space. And people, and then the headline, and then then the headline I see the next day is like, you know, well, Brian Bowen Sr. says his son was getting paid $7,000 stipends. I'm like, well, that's not the headline, folks. It's, I'm surprised there aren't more murders, says the guy that's on trial. I'm surprised there
0: aren't murders. More Holy murders. Shit, no,
1: not, not murders. I'm surprised there oh, hasn't yeah, been true. more he murders. Said more. more murders. Like some murders have taken place that we, God knows that we will ever hear about those. But just, he's surprised <laughs> there aren't more. What? Wait, what? Like no, wait. nobody in the room was like, hey, wait a second. Hey, Merle, what? Hey. I'm sorry, Merle, wait, rewind. Did, did you just say more murders? <laughs> what? So that's all I get. That was my headline. That was my takeaway. Holy shit, dude. So that's, that's incredible. That's the problem with the whole thing. It's like we're, we're we're always we're trying to write like the the you know, the the big piece, the journalistic piece that takes down the system at large. Let's write the law right. and order piece. That's wait. There are murders that are happening.
0: There are murders happening for.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing because what if they're really. I, I assume he, he was laughing when he said laughing. it. he <laughs> joked. He was joking. Oh. He was like, I mean, honestly, I'm surprised there aren't more murders. People are, and then they're all laughing. There's no NCAA people in the room. Also, I think that's the craziest thing about all of this that we're talking about is the, yeah. the Department of Justice said this won't be handled until probably the end of 2019, and then the NCAA can come in and do a cleanup crew and everything. So none of this really well, gets resolved for two the, years at the least. Didn't the
0: NCAA just pass the? Isn't that part of the the Condoleezza Rice saving college basketball? Wasn't that one of the rule changes? Was that the NCAA can now uh, basically let? Law enforcement handle their investigations, and then they just sit there and let everything play out, and then they can jump to their own conclusion based on that. I, th- I think that, like, I think that's their thing. Like, they're like, we're not going to show up to these trials. We're not going to really care what anybody's saying. We're just going to wait for the for everything to get settled, and then we'll make our decision as though we are just as informed as the FBI is. Because honestly, we have like three people that can enforce our rules for us, and. We don't want to put all three of them on this case. Yeah, and they really we don't actually... Would, we would rather it, so. go after Cleveland State, Tate. Yes. We would rather go after, you know...
1: NC State. Is so mad at... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'd rather go after um, NC State. That's what they want to do. Poor NC State. Feel bad for those guys.
0: Yeah, dude. Mark Mark Emmert is... I who, who do you think is easier to hate? I mean, I, the answer is... I was about to say Emmert or Roger Goodell, but the answer is Roger Goodell because more people will watch the NFL, though. But I don't know. Like, who, who has a lower approval rating from... I guess people probably don't mind or There are probably a ton of people that are like, I don't... Because most of the people that probably hate him are just people that think players should be paid, right? Mm-hmm. So they're probably a big group of people that don't think players should be paid, and they probably don't actually have a problem with Emert, I guess. I don't know. It just feels like that that guy is, I don't know, the, the easiest man to just, you just... It doesn't even matter what he's doing. Just be like, look at this jackass. He won't even show up to the trial.
1: Yeah, he won't even go to the trial. I mean, that's pretty much the the biggest. Uh, that's pretty bad. Though. That's the biggest yeah. biggest knock on this whole thing is that we have the FBI investigating whether. I mean, really, it comes down to the crux of the whole thing is do NCAA violations deemed to be criminal? You know, like you're breaking criminal laws. I mean, that's where we're gonna get down to and. Uh, most of the defendants seem to think that they're not going to have to worry about anything uh, as far as that goes because they think they, they can argue that out that the NCAA laws don't translate to to criminal laws. But that, but all that right. aside, it's just like I, I can't believe that the NCAA is just sitting out on the whole thing. You know, like I mean, they, they they're are, not only really sitting out; <laughs> like they're just as involved. We're probably more involved in talking about it more than they are. We,
0: are, <laughs> we have talked about this, so it's not even just that they're not going to the trial and that, like like the fact that Mar- Mark Emmert is not there. Can we get him there like one day? Can you just show up to the courthouse one day? Yeah. Um, that's bad enough. But to my knowledge, they haven't really released a statement. Really, you know, they haven't. That that then that's the difference to me between I guess Immer and Goodell. If I'm going back to this terrible analogy that I pulled out of my ass, is that Goodell seems like he's just brain dead and but at least confront things like the national anthem thing will happen and he'll like put out a statement that is completely tone deaf and bad and everyone's like you're an idiot dude but at least he addresses it mark Embers just feels like a coward and he's like uh maybe i'll maybe i'll just sit here in my office and and hope everything blows over when mm-hmm. i come back out and yeah. like no mark we need we need a statement say something be yeah. a leader step mm-hmm. up
1: mm-hmm. but he just says the know. same thing he's been saying the same lines for going on 20 years at this point like it hasn't changed at all like anytime that you ask anyone, yeah. Yeah, like they just say the exact same thing. Basically, hey, we we made up this thing called student athlete, so you can suck it. That's pretty much what they that's what that's what their answer is. But they say it in a very nice way. But that's pretty much how they they're like, look, we made up this thing, so we don't have to pay these people and we're gonna stick with it. So bye, see ya. Sorry, bye. And we have to just live with that at this point. And uh, I don't know. I mean, his dad, I mean Bowen Sr. that went on the went on sand and like basically broke down mm-hmm. the entire system. I mean, we, we can get into it a little bit, but it's basically <laughs> like it. he, he was at an Under Armour school. I mean, he was playing for an Under Armour school, and our boy Christian Dawkins, uh, a B, known as many as a B-list hustler uh, on the streets, uh, he basically was like, look, uh, tugs," which I don't know if people know this, but Brian Bowen, uh, and this is not a joke, folks, the man that uh, ended Rick Pitino's career uh, by committing to Louisville, the easiest commitment of his career, Goes by the nickname Tugs, and he's going to play for Rick Patino at Louisville. It's perfect. What? It's that, it, 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 I think they made up. The I, I think they made. At. I think they made up that his nickname was Tugs after the fact because this is just yeah. too good. I don't. I don't think that's true. So I'm not even. I almost. Like, I can't even say his name and not laugh at this point. We're
0: living in a simulation with yes. this stuff, dude. With anything, anything revolving Pitino is a simulation. You just. What would be the funniest nickname that the player that brought down Patino could possibly be? And someone was like, it's like a writer's room. Everyone got together. And what if we nicknamed him Tugs? And then that's what they went. With. It's it's incredible. Yeah, but continue.
1: And his name is Brian Bowen. So it's really, it's a stretch to get to Tugs from Brian Bowen. You know, like, what? Like, how do we get here? You got to earn that name. Yeah, I, I don't know. You got to earn that. I, I don't that know. Name. I'm not going to get into how it happened. But, anyways, the family and all of his friends, they call him Tugs. So Tugs at his private school. Uh, he's getting paid so five thousand to eight thousand is what is, is what uh, Bowen Senior was saying, and then he said a Nike team came in. And offered $18,000 for him to come in. And then, uh, it, honestly, it just got into a bidding war. Now we're talking $25,000. And then uh, from there, it just moves on to where he's 16 years old when this starts. And now we're getting to him actually getting college offers. And once he gets college offers, we have Texas that comes into the picture uh, with offers mm-hmm. ranging up to 150000 We got Creighton that comes in the picture, also 150000 mm-hmm. apparently. Arizona, our boy Sean Miller, of course. Uh, you know, Schleybach, of course, ha- apparently has him on a phone call to talking about this, and then Oklahoma State. And they they go into a little bit of specifics of what the offers are themselves, but I think the best thing that I saw was the Oklahoma State offer where... It was one hundred fifty thousand, and then they had like a separate side deal where he had this eight eight thousand uh, dollar a month Mercedes that was going to be lined up for him. And it, uh, all of this can't be proven, like I was saying, because it was all coming from Dawkins. It's all word of mouth, really. It's not nothing that's really set in stone on paper, other than the Patino Louisville offer that was actually cashed through um, through Adidas. But just seeing the specifics of these offers and just seeing these numbers that are thrown out and just seeing how. It really is the wild, wild west. You know what I mean, and it really is. It's the, crazy. It, it is the market. You know, like Rick Bettino is in a text saying, "Can you believe that?" You know, Brian Bowen's going for two hundred thousand. Apparently, you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, and then and then trying to say it was like a joke. He's it like, "It's a joke. It's just a rumor. It's a joke that we were just messing around. Just, just having fun. Just texting each other. It's, it's a, a bit. Prank. Come on, we're you know we're committed to it. It's Just
0: a prank. Yeah, uh, it's just wild. Brian, Brian Bowen Senior is Brian Bowen Senior is Mister Wonderful from Shark Tank. Uh, yeah, it, it it got to the point where he's no longer just asking for cash. He's like trying to get his cut of royalties and shit. It's like give me the give me a stipend here. Give me one percent of ticket sales here. Every diet soda that's sold at the at Louisville games this year, I want fifty cents from that cut. It's incredible how elaborate this stuff gets. It's great. The, and the-, the, the old Wild West was just stuff the duffel bag, hand <laughs> yeah. it off, and that's it. And now now we're now we're dealing with cars and houses and jobs and and what have you it's crazy it's crazy and it's um,
1: and it's all these schools that are just just the offers themselves are just so specific i mean i think that's why like last week when we did this podcast as i'm reading as i'm reading through the schools i mean i'm just laughing because i mean we all joke and like it, like i said it's it's a fairy tale so we can just you know, we can make it sound however we want to sound. And like Brian Bowen senior can, you know, he can make it sound however he wants to sound. And that's, what that's the fun we get to have here because at the end of the day, like it's all he said, she said, and who even knows if it applies anyway, because we don't even know if it's, if it's, you know, a criminal act in the first place. So, it's all in good fun, but you see Texas, and you see these offers, and then you see Oklahoma State. And you think about like the T Boone Pickens thing, and then you see Creighton, and then you see like uh, there was a guy that was on staff at DePaul, assistant coach, that uh, he had some crazy nickname. I can't even remember what it is at this point, but they, he basically got hired on by Dave Lato and staff to then try to get Brian Bowen to come, you know, to DePaul. And we joke on this program all the time about DePaul and, and Chicago basketball and why they can't get the big kids. Well, they were going for the big fish, and now they're now they're implicated in the FBI game. <laughs> So? Not for lack of trying, yeah. <laughs> it's not because they weren't trying. Latos trying, according to all of this, and it's just like it couldn't. You, you, we joked about it being a simulation, but honestly, like it doesn't make any sense to me how. Funny and fitting, all this stuff lines up. Like it's almost too easy that it does line up like it does. You know what I mean? Like we joke about it all the time, but then you see the way these narratives and the who done it of the worlds that gets played out on all this stuff. And even they're like, we're not trying to figure out who done it. We're just trying to see what's wrong with the system. Yada yada yada. But still, the the puzzle piece is all coming together. It's funny how clear the picture has always been. You know what I mean? There's nothing that's going to come out where you're really shocked and all. It's kind of like, oh, well, yeah, the kid needed eight thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I guess the guy from Adidas wrote him a check in the parking lot and said for staff help, you know, like, OK, kind of yeah. checks checks out. He was in Saginaw, Michigan and didn't have much money. It was a retired police officer that was getting paid pension, uh, you know, didn't have much cash and had a son that, you know, had a value proposition. And he's trying to cash in on it. And then, you know, in the trial, they're comparing it to if there were a bunch of scientists that, you know, you want them to bring out to Silicon Valley to try to build some elaborate uh, thing or try to cure cancer or whatever. If they got recruited. They could get paid to go do whatever they could do uh, uh, under that system, and then it goes back to the NCAA. And the NCAA is like, "Wait a second, guys. We're well, just we're just sitting on the sideline here. Come on, hey guys, come on. I'm just sitting on the sideline. We're gonna wait till the end of 2020. That, that, yeah, you know that like, comes back
0: to what we were talking about last week when you when we were hypothesizing whether Dennis Smith or uh, I forget the other guys who were in the league. That were uh, mentioned in some of this stuff. Oh, like Kuzma? whether that's a stink that they're that they're going to carry with them for the rest of their careers, or not. Not even that it's that it's, it's not going to affect them now. They're going to make millions of dollars and they'll be great NBA players, or they won't on their own merits. It's not really going to affect their NBA careers at this point. Except Brian Bowen, I think. I think this legitimately did affect his career and will affect his career. Um, but the the rest of them, I don't think it really matters. But it goes back to the the greater point of all of this. And trying to figure out like like for example, Markel Fultz and Kyle Kuzma were were drug into this. And Colin Sexton was brought back up. Um and, and the suit when Sued was testifying, uh there, there the emails from Christian Dawkins to Sued were talking about what they're gonna pay Colin Sexton, and Sued was talking about how he was paying Kyle Kuzma and how he was paying Markel Fultz. And the question becomes like does this change how we perceive those guys? And, and I think that 10 to 15 years ago, the answer would be yes. Yeah. That, that if, if it turns out that Colin Sexton and, and these reports are true or whatever, and Colin Sexton was getting payments from these agents whenever he wanted, that would be his legacy. If this happened 20 years ago, like that would, that would be how everyone would remember him. Um, he was, he went on to do X, Y, Z and NBA comma. But remember the time when he took cash at Alabama and there are two th- reasons why I don't think this is going to happen with these players. Number one, it, the the net is being thrown so wide that it's going to be impossible for people to remember who did what, I think, when all of this gets settled. It's going to be... No one's going to... Or, or people are just going to assume everyone was doing it, and no one's even going to remember um, specifics. The second part is that nobody cares anymore, Tate. That yeah. the general public, for the most part, is on board with the idea that players should be getting paid anyway, so, it, you know, like... The the bombshells that come up when you see, because because this the Kyle Kuzma Markel Fultz thing is kind of a newer development, right? And when that when that story breaks or however however it works, it wasn't like that big of a breaking story. But when that headline comes across and people send it, you know, someone tweeted it at me. It it didn't have like the visceral reaction of like, oh shit, Markel Fultz and Kyle Kuzma. That's big. That's a big moment because in my mind, I'm like. No one, no one's really gonna care. Everyone's gonna be like, "Yeah, they deserve the money. Who cares?" And move on. Like, the, so those moments that we're looking for, as you and I are, are sharks just in the water waiting f- for someone to j- dive in so, us, so we can rip them to shreds. Um, it's not going to be the players. The only, the only thing that's going to satisfy our hunger and give us our pound of flesh are the coaches themselves. And by the coaches, I mean the head coaches, yeah. not the assistants. We want the head coaches. We want the Hall of Fame head coaches. And there's no way that that's happening, so we might as well just make a mockery of this whole thing and just fuck around with it like we have been doing, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And also, they're they're writing the headlines wrong. Again, Like they're writing the headlines like Kyle Kuzma got $8,000 while he was at Utah every single month. It's like, okay, cool. I mean, whatever, that probably makes sense. I mean, based on his market, maybe that checks out. Whatever, I don't care. But if your headline is, Merle Code says there's probably should be more murders in college basketball... <laughs> I, I'm gonna read that, you know. Like that's that, a headline. That's the headline. Um, that's the story.
0: The other, the other funny thing that's happening. So, uh, the the reason we're revisiting this, by the way, for people that are just completely oblivious to everything, is as we said, Brian Bowen Senior gave his testimony, and uh, some new players entered the game. Ha- is is how we'll phrase it, right? Like we have all the names that we think are. The, the, he 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 invoked some new names into all of this. Kuzma yeah. and Fultz being. He didn't specifically invoke Guzman Fultz, but you, you get the point. Some some new names are sprinkling in. Uh, some some programs are also sprinkling in, like Creighton and Texas, and uh, I, I I'm losing track of like when all these things become relevant and all that shit. But anyway, the one thing we haven't mentioned, or, or no, I, I want to make this point first before I get to the Oregon thing. Um, it's, it's funny, if, if you read these articles, all these schools are putting out statements and they're saying they're doing... that. That's the other funny thing to me is the schools themselves are like, we did an investigation and nothing's come back. So <laughs> there's no way this is true. Yeah, and, we, just,
1: we just asked around uh, and everyone said they never heard about any of this. So weird, yeah. weird, really weird. Uh, we'll let you know if we Great. hear anything on our end. Uh, see ya.
0: It says, let's see here. Our compliance office conducted a review and did not find any information that substantiates the recent testimony... Uh, Texas AD Chris Del Conte said in a statement that did not mention any names. We will monitor the information from the court proceedings and continue to cooperate fully should there be any requests from the NCAA. Uh, Meanwhile, Creighton Creighton said it took the allegations very seriously but is, quote, confident that Coach Greg McDermott and members of his staff uphold the highest standards of integrity in recruiting. (laughs) Uh, The Santa Barbara spokesman, and Santa Santa Barbara is – uh, being roped into this because Santa Barbara's head coach Joe Pasternak, uh was an assistant at Arizona Yep. Um, he's now the head coach at Santa Barbara so people reach out to Santa Barbara S- school officials were not aware of statements made in court regarding Pasternak prior to Thursday and that they have not been contacted by federal investigators so it, it's just a master class and like what what's going on is is there a trial going on <laughs> we'll yeah. look into it we promise the best we thing we'll look
1: into it. <laughs> it's so nice to just say that we will monitor it you know it's, I feel like that's how we view yeah. West Coast basketball you know we're just gonna monitor it you know we'll, we'll keep <laughs> we'll keep an eye on it uh, you know you guys let us know how it's going and okay should we swoop in now okay we, we'll check it out like you know so that's so, the way that they're approaching um, quote unquote the biggest scandal in college you know what I mean and, oh sorry recent yeah, college basketball exactly. history yeah you know
0: so there's there are three there are three things I think we need to talk about uh uh from all of this three little bullet points we can go through them quickly number one Brian Bowen senior let Oregon off the hook um I don't know if you caught this this was kind of a big deal to me because uh. I don't. I don't think it necessarily puts Oregon in the clear. I mean, if you want to put your conspiracy hat on, you could say that Oregon paid him off again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Mr. Bowen, why don't you go check your Venmo balance? See how you feel about uh, what you said earlier in the week. Yeah, he's Um, like, he's like, never mind. Oregon's been great. Nike's been great. (laughs) Just do it. Love Kaepernick. No, but that
0: was
1: (laughs) that was interesting to me because the headline.
0: Before we did the last pod was that Oregon so was offering an astronomical amount of money. Like we we, we kept seeing seeing that word astronomical amount of money being offered for Brian Bowen. And then Brian Bowen Senior says he doesn't recall Oregon. You know, they, like they're what Oregon? What's Oregon? Is that is that is that a school? Is Oregon a school? So um that's certainly interesting, right? I One think way it, or the other. I'm I, not drawing a conclusions. I just see, think that's interesting.
1: I think that I think Oregon offered two hundred thousand. And I think he just started, mm. that was actually the top offer, and then he just went down from there. He's like, so, okay, I'm not talking about Oregon because they just gave me if, 10, oh, 10% dude, of that. here's
0: another conspiracy for you. <laughs> I got a better conspiracy. He didn't bring up Oregon because he, Oregon offered him money. They took the money, and then they did the okey-doke and didn't commit to Oregon. Like, they dropped the bag. Brian Bones Sr. picked up the bag and was like, thanks, Oregon. We'll be there in a week. Yeah. Psych yeah calls louisville yeah. is like hey can you get me some money yeah the louisville old said the old so now
1: nice yeah love that so
0: now uh uh brian bowen senior is like trying to just brush it under the rug he doesn't want anyone to sniff out the oregon thing and oregon isn't going to come out and be like this dude took our money because then gotcha bitch you just implicated yourself so it, th- that's my new conspiracy i'm going and, with and again that goes that he back took the bag yes
1: then, like it's the that goes back to that's why Merle Code said the murder thing. Cause he was like, The thing is this is the black market and deals don't necessarily have to come through because who are you gonna go run to? You can't run to the police. You can't run to anybody. Cause it's just like, you know, you you would be admitting yourself as doing something wrong. You would be like, Hey, I was I was soliciting, you know, two hundred thousand dollars for my son's services, you know what I mean? And then Oregon would be like, We just gave this guy two hundred thousand dollars and then he didn't sign anything. So and that's why Merle Code said, again, Ooh. I'm surprised there aren't more murders. It's, in like, getting, it's like getting your weed snacks in high school. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? Go, go you run to your tell? teacher. Go to a homeroom teachers. Like, look, I just bought a dime bag, and he did not give it to me. So, what are we going to do about this? She's like, "Well, you're going to." Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah <that's right. laughs> Dare I say, Tate, Hold on, hold
0: on. Yes, I got. I got it. Let, let me. Let me focus on this. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get this right. Dare I say that Rick Pitino. When Rick Pettino gets the bag, he fumbled it. And when Brian Bone Senior got the bag, he flipped it and tumbled it.
1: Yes. Yes. Boom. Tuggled is it. Is that good? Is that yeah. is that
0: some the kids will tweet at me and be like, damn, you're cool, man.
1: Yeah. They're like, <laughs> this guy listens to the amigos. <laughs> this guy knows the amigos.
0: Uh so the Oregon thing, that was that was interesting to me. Number two, as I mentioned earlier, Joe Pasternak, uh, the head coach at Santa Barbara, has now been um, I, I can't, I can't, what, what is the word we're supposed to use here? Implicated, uh, introduced. No, to the cited, game? cited,
1: um, say cited, cited. Cause then it's like in court documents. So he was cited in a document. It's a reference. Now. Cause that way, cited. Oh, they, yeah. He was uh, cited in documents. Yeah. That's the journal. Cited. Everyone's going to use cited.
0: You're, you're the journalism major. I'm not. Um, so I appreciate the help there. Uh, thank you, thank so you. pastor neck was cited in these things. And that, that is relevant to me because he's a head coach and, um, obviously he's not a head coach at a major program. He's a guy who a lot of people probably don't even know. Um, so it's not really that big of a bombshell, but it is interesting because yeah, he is actually a head coach. And f- part of the frustration is that all the coaches that seem to be going down are the fall guys, you know, like that's why they're in place. That's their job.
1: In yes. All of this, is to, to <laughs> that's the what they guy. signed Pastor up for. Nick
0: was the fall guy, but mm-hmm. now he's the head coach and that's a little spicy situation. And he was
1: with Book Richardson, for people that don't put two and yeah. two together. So Book went down with uh, with Arizona, and he was his guy right by his side. And it, it just seems like, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't understand. I just don't know, because the NCAA is going to sit out. So even if it does come out that he did, you know, based on, like, player number seven got this amount of money underneath the, you know, the watchful eye of Joe Pasternak or whatever, and he has the cell phone receipts, the NCAA still is not going to re- react or do anything. They said until after the DOJ right. decides. So it's like even if like this, the school could just sit on this, right, and just be like, well, I mean, prove it basically, and we'll see. They're what They're monitoring happens. it. Yeah, yeah, they're going to monitor it. Yeah. yeah, we're just monitoring it. It's no big <laughs> deal. Like, don't worry about it. Like, just, just don't worry. The, um, <laughs> the
0: the other the other point I wanted to make uh, I want to bring to your attention is the Creighton assistant who was cited. Again, I love I love what you did there. That's a great cited. That's great. The, mm. the Creighton assistant who was cited. Uh, was Preston Murphy, who is a Saginaw native. Uh, so I think that's the connection there. Is He's from Saginaw. The Bowens are from Saginaw. Dawkins, uh, yep. He he currently has his Twitter account locked. He's still assistant coach at Creighton, but his Twitter account is, was set to private. So do what you want with that information. I assume uh, it has not been a pleasant week for this man. I assume at one point it was not private because that doesn't <laughs> seem like a very smart thing for a college basketball coach who's using Twitter to like recruit people to set his account to private. But
1: um, that's where we're at, Tate. So well, he's got he's got exclusive you content, you know. It's whatever plus, you know. That's his plus account. And as
0: as uh, someone pointed out to me on Twitter, one of the one of the uh, friends of the program pointed out to me that uh, Creighton this might get ugly for Creighton if you really think about it. If you peel back the layers and if if you realize that Creighton is there's documented proof of Greg McDermott, uh, he was paying a recruit. Basically, the recruit's entire life, he was giving yeah. the guy like shelter and food and clothing for basically his entire life, and then that recruit goes on to win national player of the year for Greg McDermott mm. and the NCAA. Mm. Previously, like, didn't say anything about it. Now you got to start to wonder if if that's going to come to light and that's going to be a problem. That I don't know. That seems like <laughs> seems like a recruiting advantage to me. I don't know. Would it be? Uh, Would it actually be amazing? If, your own
1: house. If Doug McDermott was actually like Doug Murphy. And when he was 13 years old, they changed his name to McDermott. <laughs> and this was actually no, the what gra- would be funny this is the greatest if, recruiting uh scam of all time.
0: Yeah, what if or, or what if it, like it so it's legitimately like for those who don't know what we're talking about, Doug McDermott, uh Greg McDermott's son, that's a joke. Good joke, right? Um <laughs> uh, his dad's if, a coach, yeah. So yeah, his <laughs> yeah, dad dad was the coach. So it's a it's a, it's a great joke. Yeah, yeah, one of the one of, That's why that, this is why we're going to comedy clubs on tour. <laughs> yeah. We're we're great at this. People love um, this. So uh, what if, what if it was all, you know, like it's his son, whatever, but he, he actually did somehow commit a recruiting violation with his own son. Yeah. <laughs> like there's some like very small bylaw that says like, if it is your own son, you must fill out this paperwork or like, you must disclose to HR it's like a, like an office relationship. You have to like disclose it to HR or like some sort of rule like that. Like if you are going to recruit your son, you have to file this paperwork and they like <laughs> just didn't do it. And then that comes to light here. Or like, funny. Or like Christmas
1: know. like Christmas presents and stuff, he has to like put it through the NCAA and say what he got him for Christmas, yeah, yeah. like follow through.
0: It has to get approved. <laughs> I would totally use that. If, my, if, if I was a college basketball coach and my son was good at basketball and uh, he's like in high school, um, I would just like not get him anything for Christmas and then just blame it on the NCAA. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. It's like, yeah, you sorry, really, you wanted that new laptop? Yeah, they said, I couldn't get it for you. I'm sorry.
0: The NCAA said no.
1: But anyways, yeah. go get the eggnog. Yeah. <laughs> It's good stuff, um, good stuff. I mean, I, I think Creighton's in trouble, like you said, because, again, we, we do see these, these schools that are a little bit smaller and not have the ilk of some of the bigger programs like Arizona, uh, for instance, that may take bigger shots. You mentioned Oregon, and I just wanted to bring up Dana Altman, what he said, and uh, which is like, it's the old Kevin Keats thing that we saw right when all this stuff sort of popped out, where he was like, we had nothing to do with any of this. Uh, but, he, but Dana Altman said, the claims, <laughs> the claims uh, are all false. We don't pay players, we never will. Um, And he's been all about that. And then, like, you know, there was other people, other coaches that came out and said, you know, he's all class. Dana Altman's all class. Coach Altman, one of the nation's most respected men's basketball coaches. uh, And yada, yada, yada. All that stuff's coming out. So, I mean, like, Altman seems like he's obviously not going to back down from any of this. And they're just going to wait it out. Like, that's where we're at with all this, right? I mean, even if Creighton, Mm -hmm. even if there is some legit stuff in there where, you know, these guys are even in Oregon, like the Troy Brown stuff comes out and they have, like, tangible evidence. The NCAA is not gonna act uh, until 2020, 2019, 2020, whatever it is. You know what I mean? So these guys, they can just deny, deny, deny until like basically yeah. judgment day. E- and and who says that even ever comes? So like it doesn't even just plug your ears. <laughs> yeah. Just ear muffs. You stick your fingers I mean, in your ears. <laughs> yeah, and yell fingers a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> That's
0: all you gotta do. <laughs> That's
1: all you have to do. And like and people uh, buy it. People are up. like, Yeah, of course. He would never do that.
0: So one point I want to make one more point and then we'll move on to something else. Uh, because there there is other stuff to talk about, including Zion Williamson, a new development in the Zion Williamson case. Um, get the music ready, right, Kyle. Uh so the 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 Brian Bowen senior is talking about the offers that he's getting, and it's my understanding that he was saying that these offers were from schools, not shoe companies. Right. Yes. It, do I yes. have this right, Tate? That like yes. he was saying But but, Creighton was offering me a hundred.
1: But it is from Christian Dawkins telling him that, like Christian Dawkins is sitting in a room with him, being like, "Hey, Oklahoma State said they'll give you one hundred fifty thousand a car, you know, for every single month, and yada yada yada." Mm. So that's why that's why they can't can't verify any of uh, any of the no. They can't verify any offer other than Louisville because they know that the transaction happened. But every single else is basically Christian Dawkins being like, "Here's what they're willing to offer," and the and based on just the 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 market itself the numbers check out, you know what I mean? With with how how they right. decided to do it, which he was like, I mean, I could have gotten 150 to go to Oklahoma State, but we thought that having Coach Patino would guarantee him being a first-round pick, and we knew that he'd, he'd fit right in the system at Louisville. So, you know, you subtract $50,000 to get a better situation for your kid, and you're going to make that up when you go to the NBA. You know what I mean? That, like, just that, that way of, like, working in, that mental gymnastics kind of works in your head. Not to say that it is true or anything, but when you do it like that, you're like, okay. But again, he even said when he was giving out the numbers, he was like, this is all coming from Dawkins. It's not coming from the schools themselves, which is mm. what what we like to call in the business plausible de- deniability. <laughs> Yet again. I was going
0: to say, where, where, where would the money be coming from? I guess was my question that I was, but that would. You know, like, obviously it's coming from the, I understand how the shoe company deal works where Dawkins says like, Hey, I will pay you a hundred thousand dollars, but you have to go to this Adidas school. And that's how the deal works. And then he calls the Adidas school and gets him on board. And like, that all makes sense to me. What doesn't make sense to me is the assistant coaches of these schools shelling out a hundred grand because they don't make that much money and the money has to be coming from somewhere.
1: But did, and, but it, but isn't there a chance that they actually do have that money, like just funneled through their salary, which comes back to you know basically the schools do have some. But sort the, but of, the, yeah. And this
0: is the greater point I was going to make is that it would be impossible for an assistant coach to to go rogue in these instances, right? Mm-hmm. Like assistant coaches can de- like I'm on board with the assistant coach going rogue theory when it's like ten grand or twenty grand, even something like that. But when you're getting up to like a hundred thousand dollars. There's no way these assistant coaches can afford to, just from from what we're presented on paper, you know, like these guys are making 200, 300 grand a year, right? They're yeah. not going to take a third or a half of their salary and give it to one kid, especially if, season, if the kid's right?
1: like the twenty first play, you know, best player in the class too. That's the other thing about all of this. It's like it's not, so, we're not talk, we're not talking about. I mean, obviously Zion is one guy yeah. that... it is, but we're we're talking about Brian Bowen. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was a five star and all that stuff, but I mean. That that's sort of the crazy thing to me when you just hear those numbers because you're like that's every single year we're dealing with this you know there's there's a hundred fifty thousand dollars is on the line for all these guys every single year that's wild. Hmm.
0: But I, I guess like for me it's like the the, the 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 head coaches have to know not that I didn't already know that the head coaches knew but that kind of proves it right like if you're if an assistant coach you if you're a head coach you can't if you're Sean Miller you can't be like, Book Richardson went rogue and just started throwing out a hundred grand to guys because there's no way that that could happen. The finances don't
1: work out. Yeah. You're signing you off know? on that. So it's like, it's just, you think about it yeah. like any sort of company, like if any, if any CEO, if they're making some sort of big deal, like he's going to see anything probably in six figures, like what's going on there. Right. Like it's the same sort of deal. If you're, if, if you're viewing all these guys like De Niro and casino, like we talked about last week, they're going to see that deal and make sure like, first of all, they're down for that and they're willing to do it. And then they're going to move from there. You would think you would think. But, yeah.
0: So, so I yes. guess that is that is a legitimate thing that I think uh, I'm going to keep an eye out. Is that if if these offers are coming from the schools, I think that's a problem. And again, we don't we don't know what's true, what's not. It's all whatever. But I think I think something can come of that because I don't know. I I just caught myself assuming the NSA might be competent and in investigating this stuff. But but there's a there's a very distinct difference from the offers coming from uh, a Texas or a Creighton or wherever else um, versus the offer coming from like Nike or Adidas. And then the player gets steered a certain way. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think that's like a, it might not seem like it's that big of a difference, but that's a massive difference in terms of like trying to determine what coaches knew what and, and all that sort of stuff. Cause ultimately that's all we care about is what coaches, what head coaches knew who knew.
1: Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> damn it. Who knew? Who done it? Who did this? <laughs> who wanted um, to do this? Yeah. I, I just wanna Le- say like bridging over, you said that you watched the student athlete documentary, uh right? The I did. LeBron the LeBron I watched doc. The LeBron doc. Le- yeah, I brought it up last week and basically just gushed over John Shoup, but Really glossed over the fact that probably the perfect example of what's going on here and what sort of the problem is because I think uh, I know that you know you and I both you know sometimes we looked at you know things in a, in a positive light where we think like it can't be that bad you know it can't someone can't be mm-hmm. that ruthless with an 18 year old someone can't be that uh, you know short with someone and have really you know no remorse for it and then you watch that documentary and you see the guy who's the head coach at St Patrick I'm not going to say his name just oh, he d- doesn't deserve oh, it honestly God. and you just see the way that he talks to these kids and it's like we need to win by 13 so I can get my Nike bonus and you know he has a deal independently with Nike and if these kids aren't wearing Nike yeah. he's yelling at them and you see something like that and you really have to not a fan of that guy you gotta really reassess the whole thing cause you're like no there are some shitty people that are that are really playing into this whole thing across the board and here's the here's the face I mean that that guy is the perfect face for, like, what is wrong with all this? You know what I mean? This has just gotten too far for this guy mm-hmm. to have an independent contract and to be force-feeding this stuff down these kids' throats. I mean, it's it's not even about basketball, which is the saddest part, right, for me and you who love basketball. It's like, this guy doesn't even care about basketball. He just cares about winning and getting paid by Nike, basically.
0: It makes me sick. <laughs> Just Makes me sick to my core, yes. No, I'd screw that guy for real. Yeah, yeah, that, the was, worst, yeah. that was my one takeaway. The documentary itself, by the way, uh, probably not worth watching if you haven't watched it already. Those of you who are listening, it's not, it's not just that great of a documentary. You're not gonna learn anything, <laughs> Kyle. I was just Kyle, thinking watch about it, watching Kyle, it, Kyle. Watch it, come on, watch <laughs> it, watch it. Kyle, oh, but Kyle, yeah, you should totally watch it. Uh, <laughs> not that great of a documentary, but uh, um, good enough for me. That was my one takeaway. That was like the one thing I learned was like, that guy sucks.
1: That like, guy was it. that's can, cool. Can you believe that he signed uh, like an like to let his face be shown in the documentary? I, could, I know I could not believe that. I was he, like, blur my face out. If I'm that much of a shithead, he like, let cameras please. yeah he it, let
0: cameras <laughs> into his locker room where he's yelling at his players to win by more so he can get his bonus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: All the players are, like just staring out like so desolate and sad. It's like, man, this is horrible. Like, this also, is I don't so know if bad. you
0: caught it. It said, "Uh, it said he was the head coach and the principal at the school, which is <laughs> very much a problem. You never want that. <laughs> you never want that."
1: He was actually never Listen, a basketball if, coach. He just he was like, you know what? This looks pretty easy. I'll just do this. Get those him, of you go. who
0: I I don't mean to impose my thoughts on our listeners' tape, but those of you who are listening, you have a child who might be entering high school, and you want to, you can, you know you're blessed enough to be able to send them to a private school and you're shopping around trying to find the right private <laughs> school to send your child to. If you come across a school where the principal of the school is the head <laughs> basketball coach, run like hell is my advice.
1: Yes. <laughs> Do not go to that school. Yes, don't. Don't they? Don't care about um, uh, st- uh, students at all. I I will. I want to do a commercial, you know, because he's technically a Nike athlete. So I was looking, so if he has that deal, he's technically a Nike athlete. So I wanted them to do a commercial with all those like coaches that are just like out of shape and shitty, but they're doing like athletic stuff, you know. It's just like just do it, and it's like them dropping the bags, like out of breath, like getting their cash and all that stuff. Dude, those guys. That's what we need. You're that's, gonna get on
0: another tangent because <laughs> we really have to talk about we really have to talk about Zion, but. Uh, so you're gonna get me on another tangent about like every time you watch these documentaries or you, or you you hear reports or you just go to literally any AAU event, they're always like these guys that surround the players are like the scuzziest guys on earth, and they always fit like there's three three types of people that they are, and they're always one of those three types of people. Yeah, that are these kinds of like the the principal head coach, they're always the same, and you're showing them. They're showing them at these. Uh, they, they were following Nick Richards at, at his all these events that he had to go to and stuff. And those people that are just like popping up and just kind of—they're all like middle-aged, fat <laughs> as shit, just like a towel on their shoulder <laughs> to wipe their sweat. Yes, and it's—I <laughs> I don't know—they they all feel like the exact same thing. Like, if it, it, it feels like the game has changed. Like, I watch this stuff and it's different from when I was. In, playing AU and and we had the number 1 AU team in the country and maybe ever and we had the same shit like these types of people that are just kind of popping up and walking around and following us and stuff the the, the way they go about their business has changed but it's always those exact same guys yeah just absolute losers yes the biggest losers on earth yes. <laughs> that, that, that themselves <laughs> to these kids
1: know everything about 16 year old kids that are playing basketball you know what i mean it's like whoa yeah. let's uh let's take a step back there that's the worst uh also your team Speece Indy Heat they were mentioned by Brian Bowen senior for offering some cash, cut this part, Kyle. Um, let's move on to <laughs> something else. <Tate>. Right? <laughs> right? Wasn't that a story? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, it was. It was impressive. It was, it was. Listen, it was impressive. Uh, Nike, dude. I mean, it's good for you. It's good for your brand. I'm telling everybody you uh, got I, paid.
0: I I, I <laughs> I'm shocked to hear what you're saying here. <laughs> I I am shocked by these allegations,
1: but I I promise I will monitor monitor them. <laughs> yeah, Just keep an eye on it. That's all I can ask. Just keep an eye on it.
0: <laughs> hey, we have we have a couple things we have to talk about. Do you want to start with uh, Drake and Justin Timberlake no showing the Memphis uh, uh, Midnight Madness thing, or do you want to start with the Zion Williamson picture?
1: I say let's save Zion for last because that's the best. That's what you know. You, you save okay. the best for last. So, so first off. Memphis, we we talked about it last week, it was announced by Penny Hardaway and the Memphis contingency that Justin Timberlake, you know, Memphis guy, obviously partial owner of the Grizzlies, I think, still, maybe not, uh, and Drake, former uh, John Calipari fan, now apparently going back to Calipari's roots to be a Memphis fan, we're going to be there for the Midnight Madness, and then it was all a lie.
0: And then they weren't there. <laughs> and then they, they were not they there. They sold out. Memphis sold out. There, they sold like eighteen thousand seats. The place was packed. It yes. was sold out. Um, and I've I've done a little <laughs> bit of research, not a ton. I, let's not get crazy, you know. I got to stay true to the brand. Um, but I did do a little bit of research, and I uncovered that it wasn't Memphis. Never officially announced that these guys were going to be there. They just went along with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um,
1: yeah. That's that's. They what never denied yeah. it. Like someone mm-hmm.
0: else announced it, and they're like, Yeah, wouldn't that be wild,
1: guys? <laughs> <laughs> So if someone wants to, to put out the that. rumor that tweeted they tweet at Justin Timberlake and Drake would love to see that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if someone wants to put out the rumor that Drake and Just Justin Timberlake really come right, out, right there, or, or, one shining podcast tour.
1: <laughs> Drake blocks Memphis Tigers.
0: I am I am not going to to, to, to deny that. Um, yeah. So that's the story. I don't know. It's interesting it's to me hilarious. that. Uh, what, but
1: anything anything
0: Penny does is interesting to me.
1: But also Penny, they were retweeting all this stuff like or his account in Memphis. They were like, "This is the Tubby didn't sell out any games for the past two years, so this was like the first sellout crowd." And there wasn't even a real game. Obviously, it was a midnight madness. So people were they were they were just jacking it all up. They're like, "This guy, has not even played a real game. He's already you know the first sellout of the season." Yada yada yada. All this excitement, and then I don't, (laughs) I mean he he's this had to originate from somewhere within their camp. I would I would think, Uh, but even so it's great marketing because we're talking about it. You know what I mean? The fact that they didn't show up meant meant that they had an idea that they would come and who's to say that they ever thought that they were going to come or if they ever committed anything. But now you're all thinking, well, Drake and Justin Timberlake were supposed to be there, but they just didn't work out. You know what I mean? And Memphis fans would tell you
0: that they weren't there for Jake and Drake and Justin Timberlake. Anyway, they were there because the program is bad. Chris Chris Vernon, Chris Vernon
1: was there for the team. He was not there. Yeah, yeah. Memphis sold one hundred dollar tickets. It was one hundred dollar tickets. Oh my god! My goodness! <laughs> it's
0: fucking hilarious. Chris Vernon was there for the Top Golf at the after party. So here's <laughs> behind. Yeah,
1: here's my conspiracy. Penny Hardaway bought all these players, and then he needed to get the money to pay out all these players. He said, "I got an." He said, "I got an idea. How about we say Drake and Justin Timberlake?" The, the basically the white prince and uh, you know the the hip hop prince we're going to bring them in everyone Wait, all, which one's which yeah exactly Justin Timberlake obviously the <laughs> hip hop prince you know everyone knows that come on it's Memphis they love him uh, so you bring both those guys there you lie say they're going to be there you charge a hundred dollars everyone pays you sell out and then now we have a budget you, you, you were asking where the budget comes from for these assistant coaches there you go Midnight Madness with just, Justin Timberlake and Drake tagged on even though they're not going to be there but you just pull them last minute and say sorry they couldn't show up they're superstars classic calling the cops on your <laughs> own house party to make rent. Unbelievable. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Need I
0: remind need I remind everyone that we still have no idea if Penny Hardaway is a good coach. <laughs> yeah. whatsoever. We have no idea what offense he runs, what, what defense he runs, his thoughts on a rotation. Or is the whole but, team going to play? Is he? He have no idea.
1: But he's already he's already outdone Tubby because he's already had a sellout crowd. So he's he already can never be the good dude, guy of the week now. He can, yeah, he's no. already
0: never going to be the good guy. The
1: week. He will be the bad guy of every week as far as I'm concerned. Until prove it otherwise. Dude,
0: speaking of Tubby, I still, haven't, I still haven't got a good explanation. Uh, the, the, the Memphis fans are doing one hell of a job trying to justify the coup that happened <laughs> to get rid of Tubby Smith. And I, just me saying that has already pissed a lot of Memphis fans off. They just paused the podcast and are, are forming their tweets to me. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm not saying Tubby was great at Memphis. He, he definitely was not. He was not a good coach at Memphis. But but they're they're kind of gaslighting what happened with Tubby and and th- th- they gave the guy two years and he was like better than the program he inherited like Passner's last couple years were Terrible. sucking and mm-hmm. then Tubby took over and kind of like wasn't worse he was slightly better maybe dare I say um, and then now Memphis fans are like you don't understand the Tubby Smith era was one of the darkest eras. Of Memphis basketball <laughs> of all time, it was like the way, like they're talking about him like he's Kevin Titus, Stallings, and I'm Titus, like, did you guys Titus, win like 20 games? The games. The last I year? was at the games. Yeah, Titus. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's just it's and he only got two years. Like I mean, I don't know. Maybe give him more time. But the point is, like like any way you try to slice it, Memphis fans, just be upfront with me. That's yeah. all I ask. Like. Mm-hmm. You you can say whatever you want. We all know what happened. You you saw that Penny Hardaway was sitting there. You yeah. saw that Penny Hardaway. Uh, you saw that James Wiseman was coming up the ranks. as going to be the number one recruit. You know that Penny's his guy. You know that Tubby's not recruiting Memphis that well. And you said to yourself, "We we just got to we got to fire Tubby and get Penny in here so he can fix this situation." That's all it was. That's what yep. happened. And yep. then and then they, that's what they did. And then now they're like gaslighting the whole thing and being like, "Well, now hold on, you gotta you gotta understand something about Tubby Smith. He was the worst coach we've ever had." At this, I don't know.
1: Hey so Just good. be honest Just be it's honest good for, It's That's good It's good for a high point basketball uh, Can we Can yeah. we just talk about The big story The, the biggest story The story that you're Most yeah. excited to talk about And that is uh, The mystery of Zion Williamson And whether or not He is fat Or not
0: Should we get Kyle To play the music Should we start the tradition Play the music Kyle
1: All right, so you want to introduce it? Yeah, I just, this is this is something that is like a personal, I don't even know, like for both of us, I think this is something that we're just so intrigued by, just the storyline and just the, the pictures and just, I mean, there's nothing quite like the mystery. This is like the JFK assassination for us. And it is it is the mystery of, is Zion Williamson fat? Um, we've asked a question. We've looked at pictures. We, we've done the research. And today, this Monday, uh, it was tagged under the the tagline, Monday Motivation. Uh, for all you people out there that are on the social medias, uh, Zion Williamson looks absolutely ripped up and not fat, not fat, not fat. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but uh, my head almost exploded when I saw the picture, uh, just like all the veins popping out of the man's body. I don't know what's going on in Durham, uh, but I mean th- something's going on. I mean, D- Zion is not fat anymore. I think it's official, but I also I I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I'm I'm just stunned at this point. Photoshop. So, whoa, nice.
0: Couple things. One, he has he has no legs in the picture. I don't know if you noticed this. He's wearing black tights, but then they like fade into the background. So, we're not really sure what his legs look like. Mm. Um, so my theory is that they didn't want to photoshop the veins on the legs, so they just like made yeah, them too much completely work. Black yeah. Too much work. Blacked them out. Yep. Uh, number 2, I and and Someone, I, I I I tweeted something about the picture and someone responded to this and it really got me thinking. Uh, so in the picture, for those who haven't seen it, he's he's holding uh, a rim in one hand that's like supposed to have been shattered, like he shattered the, the basket on a dunk and now he's got the rim holding one hand. Yeah. And he's holding a deflated basketball that he crushed in his other hand. And someone responded to the picture and it, 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 it was like pretty eye-opening for me. And I think I'm on board with this theory tape. I think what happened here is Duke... Deflated the basketball oh. and then had Zion just pose as though he crushed it. Deflate gate. Yeah. I think that's what I think is this is the deflate gate. I think that's exactly what happened. Really I think, I think, yeah, if you look at the picture the and you're like, holy shit, this man just crushed a basketball with one, <laughs> one hand. But I don't think that's what happened. I think he I think it's a deflate gate situation. So well, that's and, my theory. And and we're back at square one. Is he fat? Because they photoshopped the muzzle. I will say though, this got this got a reaction out of me. I said I said in a... I'm laughing because the phrase that got a reaction out of me could be taken a million different ways, especially yes. when I'm talking about Duke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. It got a reaction out of me... N- never mind. Um, I, I said, when we when we first started talking about his eye and fat, I said uh, I brought up the DeAndre Ayton picture when he was at Arizona, and in the, the red-blue scrimmage where he dunks and then he flexes, and like every muscle in his body is popping out of his arms, and It's like every single muscle just shot up to the top of his chest and like popped out of his arms. It was insane. That picture, I'll never forget seeing that picture for the first time, right? And I said, I need that picture from Zion because I haven't seen it Yeah. because he's fat. Yeah. And that's why we haven't seen it. That was my theory. (laughs) Yes. This is that picture, Tate. I saw the picture. It came today. And now I just, I don't know. I don't know what to think anymore. I'm shook.
1: I think we were wrong. Yeah, I'm shook. We're both shook. But I I don't think that we were wrong in July. I don't think we were wrong in August. I don't even think we were wrong in September. I think we have been wrong within the past 3 weeks which points back to what's that Nike basketball about what's you know there's a lot of Nike influence there this guy's all he looks ready for is you know his full on Nike shoot the thing that upset me about this is LeBron James did this exact photo shoot and like mm. it, it, verbatim the exact same photo shoot so I'm just like Zion you know LeBron's going to be upset LeBron's Duke affiliated so you can't you can't take his stuff from him or you know, especially in the in the Nike, you know, world. I, I feel like he's already causing some problems for himself at this point. So I'm worried about Zion. I'm glad he's not fat, but I'm worried about, you know, he's put a lot of pressure on himself. He's basically saying, I am LeBron and I'm at Duke right now. And uh I don't know, Titus. That's that's a lot of pressure. We'll see hey, what by happens. By
0: the way, isn't didn't you say that when Carolina was recruiting him, they offered Phil Fords number twelve so yeah. he could wear it? Yeah. And that was like his thing because he wanted to wear number twelve?
1: Yeah. And then he wore number Why one. Why does he wear number one? Well, it's called uh, it's the Harry Giles package. You wear number one, and we got you to Duke out of nowhere. Surprise! Who knows? We uh, so
0: full disclosure: Tate and I had a plan that we had formulated when we first brought up the is Zion <laughs> Fat thing. Um, we had a we we came up with a plan where the two of us were going to offer a challenge to Zion Williamson to see if basically a body fat percentage challenge where yes. Tate and I thought that we could have our body fat percentage below Zion's by the time the draft combine came around and he got it tested. Uh, I, I was pretty confident I could win that. Like not that I'm in better shape than him now, but just that
1: by the I time, yeah, shape and, by April. Yeah. yeah we're, we're by the time like, shape, like, yeah. like he's
0: not going to change his body at all. He, he's like, no, this is my body. I'm good. I don't need to change anything. And I thought maybe I could just starve myself or get liposuction or something. And, uh, <laughs> I'd
1: be good to go. That's I've why you co- go by the time, right? <laughs> That's actually why Titus was coming to LA. He was coming to get liposuction yeah. to start the Zion <laughs> challenge. Uh, so a lot of this stuff has really been pushed back because, yeah, damn. I, I very
0: <laughs> hey, listen, I, I I I am axing the challenge. I'm saying we're not doing this challenge until another picture comes out where he looks doughy because I'm. This is terrifying me looking at this picture. Yeah, I, I, I got to stop. I got to close it. I, I've had it pulled up on my screen the whole time we've been talking about Yeah, it. same.
1: Same. I just X'd out uh, after I got my last point. I can't handle it. I, I just can't believe that he is what he is at this point. Uh, but, I mean, hey, I gotta, you know, whatever. I
0: got great news for you, though. Because, first of all, there's going to be a moment where we're going to realize Zion's fat. It's going to happen. <laughs> like, he's going to come back. Christmas come break. Back. Christmas like, he's break.
1: D- December 28th when he comes back from Christmas break. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Yes. The Kennedy Meek well, special. The, the,
0: the, it's not dead yet. In fact, I would I would argue that this feeds into our is dying fat narrative of like, make this a question all season that's unanswerable because it was so obvious that the answer was yes. So now it's actually a debate in my mind. It was never even a debate until now. So <laughs> now it's fun. We get to debate it. Um, but if, if God forbid that debate goes away and we're putting that debate to bed, Tate, I got great news for you. The Kentucky Wildcats held a pro day mm. where they invited all the scouts in to check out, so it's not a distraction during the season. We don't want the scouts coming to all my practices throughout the. People forget John Calipari invented having pro scouts come to practice, and he said, "We're gonna we're gonna do away with that. We're gonna have you come for one day. You're gonna see all our guys, my kids, these kids. Yeah, no, they're my guys right now, right? He yeah, loves his guy, team. He loves my team, guys. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the the they they did all the testing that you do at the combine, and the results are in, Tate. Are you excited to hear I'm, what I'm about to say next?
1: Yeah, I just can't believe that this is still happening, but I'm so happy for Coach Cal. He's doing a great job. So, staying well, out here's, of the here's headlines. where we
0: start, There's a, the, there are a few things to take away from the Kentucky Pro Day r- results. And uh, let's see here. Do you, do you want me to save the Brad Calipari stuff for the end? Yes. No, no, to no. Get no. You <laughs> save,
1: save for the end, please. Please, please.
0: Okay. All right. All right. So, number one, Tyler Hero. <laughs> is the fattest guy on the team at twelve point four percent body fat? Wow, this is a problem.
1: Yeah, he's like their best player. Right? The entire team. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's
0: like their best player. Yeah, he's supposed- I don't know if he's actually their best player, but he's he's the guy good. everyone's excited about. Yeah, he's a uh, what is he like six five shooting guard something yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's twelve point four percent body fat. He wait, he's six five like one ninety five. And he is twelve point four percent body fat, which is not good. Which means he has like no muscle, because if like one ninety five isn't that heavy for, it's kind of normal actually for six five guy basketball player. Yeah. And yeah, he's twelve. So you're saying he has no muscle? And as it turns out, yeah, he actually does not have any muscle. He did two uh one hundred eighty five pound bench press. He did two reps. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> voluntarily, or he's just like I'm done. I don't need to do this. That's he's something. Like, he's, exactly like, I'm I'm he's like I'm Kevin. He's uh, like I'm Kevin Durant. I don't do this. Nice. Okay. Meanwhile,
0: um, there's this. Johnny David, who's a walk on, he's the the lesser known walk on of uh, the Kentucky basketball team. Kid named Johnny David. Uh he is let's see here. He is taller without shoes than Quaddy Green. He is taller with shoes than Quaddy Green. He weighs more than Quaddy Green. He has a bigger wingspan, a bigger uh no, not a bigger yeah, a bigger reach. Uh his body fat percentage is seven point three six. Quadi Greens is nine point four five. <laughs> his he his hand length is eight point five. Quadi Greens is six point five. Uh, meanwhile, Johnny David, his no step vertical is two inches better than Quadi Greens. His maximum vertical is a half inch better than Quadi Greens. His bench press he bench pressed one eighty five fifteen times. Quadi Green did it three times. They have the exact same lane agility time. <laughs> uh, his three quarter court sprint is faster,
1: which be- and they which- play like Johnny,
0: <laughs> J- Johnny, David's a guard. So I'm like, what the
1: hell? Yeah. Which begs the question. When is quad a green going to transfer?
0: This is a problem. <laughs> yeah. We're still waiting on that Quaddy e green 30 point outburst that John Calipari promised in the NCAA tournament last year. I, I still, bo-
1: I still believe at Georgia state, he could do it.
0: It's It's coming. Um, all right, now time to get to the Brad stuff. Brad, uh, so first of all, Brad, Brad's body fat is all, I, I should say Kentucky as a whole is kind of fat. If if we're to believe these numbers, that's the new question to you is, is Kentucky fat because, uh, Reed Travis has the best body fat percentage on the team and he clocked in at 6.44% and he's a big guy. Big guys are not supposed to have the best body fat percentage, you know, no,
1: no, but he is in shape. I and like he's, Reed.
0: He's in great shape, but 6.4 should not be the the top body fat on a Division one on a national title contender, there should that shouldn't be the number one. No, six point four. That should be like almost the average, not really, but. Uh, yeah, um, close. Enough. Anyway, uh, here, here, here's the Brad stuff. Brad has, <laughs> Brad's height with shoes is five feet eleven and a half inches, <laughs> which is tough. Like I can't believe he didn't get the the Calipari bump and go up to six feet on that one. Yeah, he's probably upset um, about
1: that. He's like, you can't round
0: up for me, Dad. Come on, Dad. his wingspan is five, eight and a half. What? So, his wingspan is three inches shorter than his height with shoes. That's tough,
1: dude. That's unbelievable. That's I, really, really tough. I don't even think that's possible. What okay? Next, but, Brad. Uh, come on, Brad. What's his vertical? Meanwhile, he
0: fit, <laughs> he finished one, two, three, four. He finished fifth on the team in bench press reps,
1: though. <laughs> oh, so he, re- yeah, he seems like a lifter. He seems like he's in the gym because he's, he's got those short arms. Man. Yeah, yeah. That's,
0: that's why I helped the bench. Um, <laughs> no, but his vertical. So Brad Keller Perry, his his stats are basically the exact same as Quadi Green's as well. By the way, so that's the Quadi Green update. Is that according to the Kentucky Pro Day numbers, like Quadi Green is athlete, as just as athletically gifted as the two walk-ons for Kentucky, the two walk-on guards.
1: And they're all anyway. and they're and they're all declaring for the draft this year, no matter what. Just so you know, they're all they're all that, putting their names in the draft.
0: I love that they make the walk-ons do the pro day thing too. Well,
1: everybody, everybody and, can and go by, to the NBA. The dream is alive for everyone at by UK. I,
0: by I love it. I mean, I would be. I would if if that happened at Ohio State, I would just uh, I would fake diarrhea or something. Diarrhea is a great excuse to get out of things. By the way. People yeah. ask me all the time, they're like, why? Because in my, in my book that I wrote, uh, I, there are a lot of diarrhea stories. And they're like, damn, dude, you had a pretty messed up digestive system. And the answer is, one, yes, I did. And we we covered that last week when I was talking about my nutrition, where I would just chug these chocolate shakes and just eat whatever the hell I wanted when I was on the team. But two, uh, it's a little pro tip for you youngins out there. If you fake diarrhea you can get out anything because no one wants to hear the details. Yeah. Be like, sorry, boss. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm late. I had diarrhea. The and the sure, they like, surely don't want to be around to you your further. like,
1: your rancid asshole while, while you have diarrhea. Yeah. So like, just get away from me. It's pretty much the response to that. <laughs> it's like, well, thank you for telling me that I did not need to know that, but you can see you later. Yeah. Perfect.
0: There's zero follow. No one. No one has ever followed up on diarrhea. They've never question. They're just like, Ugh, gross. Just, just get to work. Let's. Ugh, we'll,
1: we'll save that excuse if Kyle can't make it to Chicago for the tour. We're just like Kyle had diarrhea, diarrhea. unfortunately, so he could not be <laughs> here. Uh, but he he said he sends well wishes. I have one more thing before we get out of here, Titus. Uh, secret scrimmage season is upon, upon us. Well, I can't even use it my is. words. Yeah, this is the time when uh, we have all the secret scrimmages in the world. And the biggest one just came out uh, that I'm excited about, and you probably are excited as well. North Carolina is going up to the defending national champions, Villanova, Saturday, October 20th, to scrimmage Jay Wright and the Wildcats. I love it. I'm excited. The 2016 title game. That's gonna be. It's awesome. happening. Great secret scrimmage. And people that don't know, you can't have media there. Basically, the only people that can be there are the coaches, the players, the officials, obviously. And then there's this weird clause in the NCAA. It's like, uh, like basically, like influential people or something like that. And I want to figure out how we get on that list so we can go to these. secret Oh, we can scrimmage. get on that list. We can get on that list, that's right? For, yeah. yeah, we got to figure that out. We can out. get on that list. Yeah, come on, NCAA.
0: Villanova redid their redid their facility, right? Yes. Yes. Are they playing? So they're going to play all their home games there now? I hope so. I think I it that's is. the plan, right? I think, like, I feel they're, like, they're done with
1: the... I feel like in the Final Four, and I mean, obviously that was so long ago and my brain is slowly melting away, but I feel like someone was telling us that it was ready for this season, but I, I could be wrong about that because I, I got that. It, we had that in the Chicago State, DePaul. There was a bunch of stuff going on with the with arenas, but I think they did say that this year that they're ready to roll. So that'll be fun.
0: The, yeah. That would be awesome. I want Villanova to play on campus. It was, it was always like a little bizarre that the best program in college basketball the last five years plays in the has, has a gym Sixers. on campus, but they yeah. don't really play in it all the time. And yeah, yeah. I, w- I want that. I want them to have a home arena. That'd be awesome. Um, all right, I got a couple things before we go. Let me see. Let me let me put them in order. Oh, uh, uh, explain this. Did you see the Pittsburgh Mac Miller thing? Explain that to me.
1: What Pittsburgh Mac Miller thing? <laughs> what was that? Did you see the video that the Pitt basketball team put out? No, I. I oh my God! Uh, so Capel Capel is undefeated at this point. He is trying. So I mean, okay, so he is I'll running circles around I'll, Duke. I'll, I love it.
0: I'll explain it to you. Then you explain it to me. Uh, basically. I I deduced it was like a Mac Miller tribute video where like the players like went to a park and they were like lip syncing. I believe it was probably a Mac Miller song, but I was trying to understand what the connection is. Is like Mac Miller from Pittsburgh or something?
1: Yeah, he is. Rostrum Records. Yeah. Oh. Wiz Khalifa and and Mac Miller. There you go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I knew there was something there. Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I knew it was one of those things where I was like, I know this is cool. I just have no idea why.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's so, just it's just the yeah. cable is really cashing in on on making Pittsburgh cool, which I think has been great. Like they got peppers. It's the weirdest Knights thing, Wonder. isn't it? Yeah, I I to love have, it. I love it so much. I'm so. But it's I,
0: just weird that the pit the pit basketball brand is cool when your last three coaches were Kevin Stallings, Jamie Dixon, and Ben <laughs> Hallen, like the three most uncool guys you could possibly ever. think of. Yeah, the, ever. Yeah. Yes, And now Pitt's a cool brand. It's very bizarre. It's I'm not prepared for this. We should try to pitch the, a show where
1: we just go like show video content that Pittsburgh makes and we show it to those three coaches and we get their reaction. And that's all it is. like a five-minute segment. Just Jamie Dixon be like, who is that?
0: That's not even cool. <laughs> yeah, ben
1: ben Allen be like, huh? And then Kevin Sawing's trying to fight us to get out of his house. Perfect.
0: <laughs> um... One more thing. I was digging in the trash. I I promised not to do it, and I did it. And I I, I don't know. It actually felt good. I might do it again. Uh, I looked up recruiting stuff. Hmm. I know. I'm I'm not I'm not proud, but it, it felt nice uh, because I was I was looking up the Penny thing, and I knew they had like James Wiseman coming in. Probably. I mean, James Wiseman narrowed his list down to five. We don't know where he's going, but come on, we know where he's going. Yeah, we uh, know where he's going. And then I was wondering, like, does Penny have a plan after that? Is there is there like another guy that he knows that's coming through the ranks? And I think there is actually. There's like another decent player from Memphis that's that he knows. Anyway, so I started looking at at, at recruiting stuff, and a couple of things jumped out to me. Tate, number one, are you aware that the Greater Milwaukee area has, according to ESPN, they have the number four junior in the country, and they have the number one and the number three sophomore in the country, are all from like Milwaukee area. They're they all in different schools, but.
1: So that that seems surprising to me. Wojo, this is Marquette territory.
0: Yeah, yeah, the number four team in the ESPN BPI preseason. Marquette, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can if you can lock it up, dude, that's insane. Marquette's going to be number two in the BPI here in a couple years, mm. going into the season, mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. climbing up those um, ranks. Can't and then the PR. other thing, I wanted to give a shout out to this kid, and then and then we'll we'll wrap this up. Uh, a kid named uh, Nico Mannion who is a commit to Arizona. And I think he's like a top 10 recruit. Um, So Arizona, Arizona got a commitment from a kid named Josh green recently. And it was funny because obviously all this FBI stuff's going on. And then they landed like this five-star guy from Florida. Uh, and as we've said before, it doesn't really matter what the story is. Every time Sean Miller lands a five-star guy for the rest of time, it's going to be funny in some way. Yeah. Uh, so he lands that, and I started like digging. I was like, "I wonder what Arizona's recruiting class looks like." And I come across this kid, Nico Mannion, who I- I'm looking it up now. He's number 11 in the class according to ESPN. He's a he's a senior. Do you know of this kid? First of all,
1: yes, I know the name. I mean, I don't know too much personally. Josh okay. Green, I knew. Uh, I just knew with his commitment, you know, five-star. Okay,
0: night. my 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 demands to our listeners, to you, to Kyle, to everybody, go watch this kid's highlight tape. Or whatever, whatever we call it, mixtape. Just good. just he is uh I, I almost don't want to spoil it, but I'm going to because you're not gonna do it unless I tell you to. He is a six three pale white ginger dude who is nasty as shit. Yes. <laughs> and I, I love his game so much. And he talks shit because you have to, because when you're a short ginger playing basketball at a high level, yeah, everyone you play against thinks you suck and is just trying to go at you. So of course yeah. you're gonna have a chip on your shoulder. I love him, and he's 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 nasty as hell, dude. So I'm very excited for this.
1: I love that. I mean, he, he so, grew up with the South Park generation too, so that was even tougher to go through, like the whole ginger thing. So I mean, this guy, good for him that he's shredding it up. I, Josh Green, dude, he's he's absolutely yeah. nasty. He's yeah, I didn't. I, he's got
0: handles. He 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 can shoot, dude. I'm I'm so excited for it. And again, I I don't ever really look up recruiting, but uh, I should do that more often because I I found a diamond on the rough. I'm very excited to see what happens with this kid. So and Josh That's it. Josh, Green Josh Green
1: is, is a, he's an Australian kid, right? He's from Australia. Is he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, or, like, maybe he's originally from Australia. I just remember he, he like, said before he got a Carolina offer, that was his dream school. So all these people were trying to tell me he's going to go to Carolina. I'm like, I don't know much about this guy. I don't think he's going to Carolina. And then our boy Sean Miller came with the sack and uh, and locked it up. So congratulations to the Wildcats. They've done it again. Wild Bags. Wild Bags have done it again. Wait, wait. wait.
0: You said uh, uh, Josh Green's Australian, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you have me confused there. I was Oh thinking ne- about you're, you're Nico thinking about team. Nico?
1: Yeah, sorry. Nico is not yeah. Australian. No. Yeah. He didn't, no. I don't care
0: about Josh. I don't care about Josh Green. <laughs> he's irrelevant to me. <laughs> I'm in love with this I'm in love with this ginger who like just I don't know. He's nasty as hell. So that's that's my uh that's my recommendation, everyone. Go listen to that.
1: You got anything else, Tate? No, I don't. I uh, I'm I'm happy to be back, and then you're coming out. You're about to be here. You're about to make the long drive. Yeah, off season's over. Thanks yes. to
0: everyone for sticking around, uh, listening to us throughout the off season. I've said I I think I've ended every podcast the last like five weeks saying that. But um, are we going to two a week? Not next week, but very
1: soon. Very we're, soon. We're transitioning Kyle? to two weeks, right? Yeah, that's yeah, what I, that's my understanding. Yeah, it's a transition. Have we worked this we're, out yet? We're gonna monitor it. <laughs> we're gonna monitor the schedule and see what we want to do yeah. moving forward. Yeah, we're gonna keep an eye on it for sure. For sure.
0: Um, yeah, but that's it. We're going to start doing preseason stuff next week. Start looking ahead. Uh, stop talking about nonsense like uh, Drake and Justin Timberlake. And uh, I'm not going to promise we're going to stop talking about the trial because as Dickie V promised, there is going to be a big oh. bombshell, so we'll probably have to cover that. But, um, yeah, the, the the preseason officially starts next week. Thanks to everybody who listens. Check out one more time, uh, one more plug before we go. Check out our, our tour information. Uh, first week of November, We. Oh, the, the, the other uh, thing I, I forgot to mention at the top – we are going to the Champions Classic. We are going to Indianapolis. A lot of people were confused. They're like, why would you like basically circle through Indianapolis but not go to Indianapolis? And the answer is we want to go to the games and just basically get hammered, and we don't want to like have to worry about doing a show or anything like that. We just want to go meet people and have a good time in <laughs> Indy for the Champions Classic. So that's why we're not doing a show in Indianapolis. Uh, but we are doing one in Bloomington. So if you live in Indy, just drive. It's, uh, what, a 20-minute drive, Tate? Yeah, about 20 Shouldn't minutes. Shouldn't be that far. Yeah, not bad. Um, so that's that. Uh, check out, check out all that stuff. Uh, check out, um, yeah, check out that stuff. That's it. Save the crew. Goodbye. <laughs>